When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Vikings Vent Line. Happy Sunday to you. Declan Goff here to take another edition of Vikings Vent Line. Of course, we do the show uh, during the regular season with Mackie, Judd, and myself. But during the offseason, I still like to get into this and talk about uh, some Viking stuff with other fans. So if you're interested, too, by the way, in coming in on an episode of Vikings Vent Line, we got like seven, eight weeks before the regular season opens. So there's still plenty of offseason vent lines that uh, will be taking place between now and week one against the Packers. If you'd like to get in on one of those episodes, Shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com for the YouTube audience. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen right there. And if you're discovering this uh, Vikings page for the first time, hit the subscribe button. This is Purple Daily. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. My name is Declan Goff. I'm the executive producer here at Score North for Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. Uh, I'm excited to talk to a couple Vikings fans here. Octavio and Vinny are going to talk some purple with me and talk some offseason expectations, some in-season expectations. Excited to talk with them. Of course, Ventline and Purple Daily is always sponsored by Surly Brewing Company. If you're in the Twin Cities here, uh, go check out Surly Brewing Company. It's a great patio. they got a great selection of beers, IPAs, pale ales, plenty of options at your disposal there. And, of course, TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL and TCL televisions. Uh, thank you for anyone who is consuming Vikings Ventline. It's one of our most watched shows during the Vikings NFL season. Uh, Mackie, Judd, and myself go live the moment the Vikings game ends um, on this YouTube channel. So, if you'd like to get in on a future episode of this off-season edition where we just kind of talk some evergreen things, by all means, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We are a Viking show that broadcasts seven days a week. Yeah, 365 days, seven days a year. Even in the dwell of this off-season, there's still plenty to talk about. So hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports and Minnesota Vikings, specifically entertainment. Pleasant trees aside, let's get uh, our guys in here. Let's get my guy Octavio. Let's get my guy Vinny. Uh, Octavio is uh, feeling that heat down in uh, L.A. area right now. And, in fact, uh, some loyal Purple Daily listeners might re- recognize him. Our main man was at the Chargers game a few years back, uh, and maybe had dropped a few extra words he shouldn't have dropped. But that's okay. The beers were flowing. He was feeling himself. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with what you did there, Octavio, but I'm glad. Hey, they won. Back, man. They won. <laughs> you won. You were the star of the show that day. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy to have you back on Vikings Ventland, dude. I'm glad to be back. Thank you, guys. How long, how long have you been a Vikings fan, Octavio? Uh, I remember 98 partially. Uh, my dad that year, so pretty much ever since I grown up, I I remember watching the Lions game with my dad. It was Thanksgiving? Oh, no, it was around Thanksgiving when they had lost this year. And I I looked at him. I was like, I blame you. He's like, why? He's like, because you I am into this because of you. And he's like, well, misery loves company. I'm like, well, you have a point. <laughs> you have no idea how many uh, dads have introduced their sons to this, and then their sons always shout out their dads or more like with chagrin, being like, yeah, it was my dad's fault. My dad made me a Vikings fan, and here I am still trying to deal with. <laughs> 
the Vikings. Uh, Vinny, how long have you been a Vikings fan, man? Forever, man. Uh, same kind of story. My dad got me into it. Um, just kind of grew up uh, watching him, like especially playing the, uh, in the old days in the Met and the winter. And after the games, uh, go meet with my friends in the neighborhood and we'd play football, pretend like we're a modern shot or whatever. It's great times. That's funny because like people my age, like I was born in 92, so I'm, I'm turning 30 at the end of the year. But like we always envisioned us being Randy Moss, like outside in the backyard, like pretending to be Randy Moss or yeah. Chris Carter. Now, like this next generation is probably doing the same stuff with like Thielen and Jefferson. It's kind of funny how each generation of Vikings fans like have so many great wide receivers and other players that they tried to mimic mm-hmm. in the backyard. Um, and, and you're in Arizona, you said, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm right here in the sauce fan. Okay. I love every time I have Vikings vet line going on, it's like never a universal Minnesota location show. Like obviously I'm here in Minneapolis, but everyone here that comes on Vikings vet line is typically from all across the country. And it blows my mind. I would say South Carolina and Arizona are like the two places that I've had a ton of Vikings fans come on the show. And even I know both you said you've been to the stadium and whatnot. And anytime the Vikings are playing the Cardinals, that honestly seems like a home game for the Vikings. Like it's just so loud when the Vikings score. I've always like been in marvel of that when I watched it on TV. Yep. Yeah, no, I, a ton I, of fans I, here. They they travel well. Every time I've I've seen them at SoFi, I've seen them at the Coliseum when they played the Rams when first year of Kirk Cousins. It's same thing. It was like 50-50, man. They travel well. So it's That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I love that there's like Vikings fans all over the place. I think that that part blew my mind a little bit. I've lived mm-hmm. in Minneapolis and Minnesota for my whole life. So like once we started doing this show and we kind of expanded to podcasts and YouTube, I was just blown away how many like actual Vikings fans there are across the country. We even had people like from Hawaii and Europe a few weeks ago. So like there's Vikings fans kind of all over the place. I find it find it super fascinating. Exactly. Uh, fellas, let's get into the show here. Um, I sent over a little prep email. Uh, I'm curious on your hottest Vikings take. I, I asked this to the same group of guys uh, last week on Vikings Vent Line. Uh, now training camp's like 10 days away and we're almost to the season about like seven weeks away. Octavia, I'll start with you. Uh, I want to know what is your hottest Vikings take uh, for the 2022 season? And of course, people are people are going to assume this isn't a hot take, but I I'll give you some facts real quick. So I think Justin Jefferson will lead the league in receiving yards, and I didn't know this. This is from Dustin Baker on Twitter. A Minnesota Viking receiver has not led the NFL in receiving yards during a single season. I looked it up, and it's true. Even '98, Moss was off. Uh, it was Antonio Freeman in Green Bay, 14, 1,400 yards. Moss didn't get it. I'm like, wow. I thought Moss for sure had that. I'm like, wow. So that's I think that would be a good one. And I put down potentially catches, but that's I know it's going to be hard. That's a hard one to predict. I think in yards, I think he has a shot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's come close a few times here. And you're right. There's been mm-hmm. we were just talking at the beginning of the show, right? We've had a ton of wide receivers that have come through um, through, the, through the Vikings franchise. And none mm-hmm. of them ever led the league in in receptor in, in receiving yards, I should say. Like, it's that insane. is a pretty mind blowing stat. Um, I like it. You know, I, I think it's, it's, yeah, I, don't, I think it's still a hot take that from the standpoint that like Justin Jefferson hasn't done it before. A Vikings player has never done it before. And he has like this confident swagger. I, I saw him, I think with uh, an article this week that like, he wants to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, the dude's 23, 24 years old. He's only been here a couple of years, but the guy wants to show that he's one of the best players and receivers in the NFL. I love it, man. I love Justin Jefferson uh, leading the league in receiving yards. Vinny, how about you, man? What's uh, what's your hottest Vikings take? So, um, I'm actually in collaboration here with my brother. I, I shot him okay. the questions that you had sent me and Octavio um, and uh, just wanted to try to get his inputs as well. And so sure. we agree on two of them of the three. And so the first one that we think as far as a hot take goes is, is that we think they're, they're going to be a top three offense this year, um, you know, regardless of Zim's attempts to try to handcuff the team and, and a, and a kind of inexperienced offensive coordinator 
We still managed to be the 12th ranked offense in the league, which is incredibly impressive. And I think that just goes to show that we have a lot of talent on this team, especially on the offensive uh, offensive side. Defense, we still have to determine. But I just look at what the job that Spielman does, and you can think what you do of him. But, man, if you go down that roster on that offense, it's pretty powerful and potent. So definitely looking at a top three offense this year. I feel like we've been also like begging for that, you know, like the last few years. Yeah. I, yes. Like Zimmer's bread and butter was defense. And he kind of looked at offense, unfortunately as a necessity, but when you, when you break it down and you see all the players that's across the board and I know the offensive line has its issues, like it's too good of an offense with the personnel for it not to be like a top 10 offense. And um, so, something that, like that I've kind of looked, I'm looking forward to this season because expectations, they could be a playoff team. I'm sure we might talk about it here later on in the show. But like my bar for a successful season this year is like, can this offense, to your point, Benny, like be a top three, top five offense for once in points, a juggernaut offense that you're scared of. Um, the Vikings have had like peaks and valleys with that, right? Like they had it in 98. They had it with Randy Moss and Dante to a degree. They had it with Brett Favre when he came here in, in 09. But it's never been like a consistently unbelievable, it's going to score a ton of points and you're scared of it offense. Um, I, and I think with Kevin O'Connell's addition, like that's that's the exact thing yeah. Vikings fans can like hang their hat on in 2022, right? Like they can finally say that their offense can carry them. Um, we'll see if the offensive line can hold up, but even if it's like league average, and that's another thing Vikings fans have wanted, right? Just want a league average offensive line and can that interior uh, protect Kirk Cousins. I like that. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, okay, we'll go back to you here quick. Just on on Kirk. Um, you know, he's, it's the year, what, five now with Kirk Cousins. Uh, yep. Just one playoff appearance. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins? He's he's good. Like, it's one of those things where my dad doesn't like him. I I can get by with him, but again, he's just you pay him. You're paying him top five money. That's the hard pill to swallow because you can't fill like the right guard. If maybe if they weren't paying Kirk Cousins thirty five million, maybe they can fill right guard. Or th- how much more they're paying him now? So it's just a frustrating part. I I think he's been good, but also hasn't lived up to the expectation. Is he Case Keenum twenty seventeen good? I mean, maybe he's been better than Case Keenum, but. This case Keenum has had more success in less time and less money. So if you really think about it. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating because that's what the Vikings fans have wanted to see. They want to see a franchise guy. They paid him to be a franchise guy, and he's definitely good. I mean, he puts up the numbers, but there's still like a, that little missing ingredient or that missing extra punch uh, that makes him an elite quarterback. Uh, Vinny, how about you, man? What are, what are your thoughts on Kirk? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with what he just said. And um, I guess, you know, when I look at the, the, uh, the statistics, I'm more of a data-driven kind of a person myself. So I think Phil had brought up a, a, one of the uh, percentages. I think it was if a quarterback is making roughly 23% of the, the salary cap uh, that you don't go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. um, but I'm confused when it comes to Kirk. Um, I, I really think that uh, probably the effect of Zimmer on him and the conservative approach, uh, maybe he didn't, maybe, you know, maybe Kirk's, the, uh, the actual guy always says, you know, I'm just here to do my job type deal and um, I just work here. Uh, so hopefully that will change with Kevin and we'll see what rolls on. Yeah, and that's that's all you can ask for as a Vikings fan. If Kevin O'Connell can reach out and also like get this offense to where it's supposed to be and get Kirk to the next level, um, I think we'll all, obviously we'll all take that. And if everything starts clicking right away, who knows? Yeah, they could make a potential run. But I'm excited for Kevin O'Connell, like regardless of how we feel about Kirk, right? The, the Zimmer era is now done. Actually, yeah. I liked Zimmer. I know it got stale and it was time to move on from him. But I'm excited for this Kevin O'Connell era, dude. Like yeah. there's just that optimistic feel that when you hire a new coach and a guy who's also just like super personable and not a mm-hmm. complete old school football guy, 
I think I think it's really um, it, it really relates to a lot of Vikings fans who want to see the team be successful. I think it's like all you can ask for at this point, and I'm I'm excited. We're like seven weeks away, man. I can't wait for Vikings football. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. Uh, boys, I'm curious on which player uh, Vikings uh, Vikings fans know that could have regressed this season. So that defense is still there's still some players there that are still dang good, but they could be hitting the wall a little bit. Uh, so I'm curious, even on the offensive side of the ball, maybe uh, Octavio, I'll start with you. Is is there a veteran player that's kind of been around a little bit? You kind of see his game coming on the other side of the hill. Which Vikings player do you think might regress in 2022? I, I thought about this one the longest. Um, I was going to put Kendricks, but last year he kind of had a down year. So I was like, I feel like that's an easy answer. I ended up putting down Thielen because I feel like the injuries have been catching up to him. He's getting a little older. I think he'll be fine. He, like he, his production numbers might be all right, but because he's a touchdown machine in the red zone. But as far as uh, age injuries, you know, maybe if Thielen does happen to go down, knock on wood. You know, I pray he's all. I'm not praying in, for injury here, but it's just you know, it's what he's shown to us. Maybe KJ Osborne steps up. Maybe Amir Smith Marset. I know there's a, the kid out of Michigan State. I think it was that kid. That kid looks good. Uh, the receiver can't remember his name right now, but so I mean. Maybe if Thielen goes down, God forbid, but maybe a blessing in the skies. Maybe KJ steps up. Maybe one of the younger guys, I hope, you know. But I don't know. I just feel like Thielen might be on that downhill skid. And I love Thielen. That's the worst part. I won't, I don't want to see him go down. Yeah, he feels like a guy who's just kind of getting up there in age, to your point. Still a red zone target that catches a ton of touchdowns. So even if he might yeah. not be putting up big gaudy numbers, he's, he's still a guy who can get separation and, and get, can get you six points. Um, I think Thielen was was my pick too the other day when we were talking about this on Purple Deal with Mackie and Judd that I just think his age might be catching up to him a little bit. Um, I still think he can be a productive player. To your point, no one's wishing injuries on anyone here. Uh, no. Just it's the nature of the NFL. The dude has had an incredible story, uh, but he he also could be hitting a little bit of a wall here and starting going to decline, or he's going to prove us all wrong, right? And play in 16 games, be the dude he's always been and catching a ton of touchdowns. Uh, Vinny, how about you? Go ahead, Octavio. I was, was going to say, if he's watching this and I'm inspiring him, go for it, man. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you and family's watching this. You're welcome. Here's your motivation. <laughs> Plaster it right on the wall. Exactly. Vinny, how about you, man? Which Vikings player do you think uh, could regress in 2022? I hate this question, Declan, because I don't, <laughs> I don't want anybody to digress, if you will. Uh, my brother Kevin and I pretty much agree, though. When I, when I was looking over your questions and I said, oh, geez, it's, it's probably Hitman. Um, but then I started looking at the the stats over the past few years, and boy, that guy's just stayed consistent. Yep. You know, I I haven't. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to let up on big hits. He's always where you need him to be. Uh, maybe maybe the uh, I don't know if Zim pulled him away from blitzing as much. Maybe I didn't see him blitz as much as I think I usually do anyway. Uh, but but you know he's thirty three. Um, maybe this defense will uh, you know inspire him to play even harder. I don't know. That's what I'm really hoping. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a toss up for me, same as Octavio. I, I thought of feeling and I thought of a hitman. but since my brother and I both agree, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be hitman. Yeah. You know, I feel like Harrison Smith and also this is a position like safety where you can kind of not regress for a long time, but you can play that position for a while. Right. And still be like pretty consistent. And even, you know, yeah. past cornerbacks like Charles Woodson moved into a safety role towards the end of his career and, and was pretty solid. Um, Harrison for me, you know, he might've had a down year. You could say from an analytical standpoint last year, but I look at him as kind of like uh, Kevin O'Connell says that illusion of complexity, right? Like that was that buzzword yeah. he used in his press conference. And I feel like he is that kind of guy on the defensive side of the ball. Cause you never know, what he's going to do. Like, is he going to stay in coverage? 
He's going to come up on the line and potentially blitz you. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers once even said like he's one of the toughest defenders he's ever had to play against because you you truly don't know his instincts and what he can right. do and he can do just about everything there is on the football field so he's a tough guy to read. Um, he's smart too, very smart, mm-hmm. and it's one of those positions that you have to be smart if you're playing Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you know, twice a year, and you know at one point Matthew Stafford was in this division, he was a good quarterback too. Um, you got to have good instincts to be a defensive back, and and you know the cornerback room this year just it, it's it's barren. Let's be honest, like it, it might not be effective. So if that pass rush is not getting after the quarterback and Daniel and Zadarius Smith, guys like Harrison Smith, Lewis Seen, who's going to be um, obviously in his rookie season this year, they got to kind of got to cover for them a little bit to a degree. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Lewis? Hang Seen? in there, Harry. Yeah, hang in, Harry. Seriously, man. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on the on the Lewis Seen pick? Did you, did you like the Lewis Seen pick, Octavia? I'll start with you. Um, I never, I didn't watch a lot of Georgia ball coming out of this recently, but I have a friend who's a huge Georgia fan, and I asked him, I was like, "How how is this kid?" He's a dude. He's a like a just a heat seeking missile. He always seems to he has like a, a a smell for the ball. He's right there. He's a, he's a great player and people and he's I guess he had a, one of his buddies went to was around this team and he said he was a great guy to be around. Super humble, very quiet, but came to work. So I I like the pick. You know, if he's gonna come and you know, exceed our expectations, then great. Thirty to thirty second pick. Everybody passed on him. The Bucks who promised it would take him passed on him. So maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he'll play with play, you know, play with some fire. I mean, we need it. To be honest, it, it, he sounds a lot like Harrison Smith, right? Like a quiet guy yeah. who's super mm-hmm. smart, hits real hard, um, heat-seeking missile. I love that term there. Uh, I, I think he's got a long, a long, good career ahead of him. Uh, Vinny, what did you think, man? Did you like that Lewis Seen pick at the end of the first? I did. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of us, uh, definitely definitely Judd, uh, had the mindset, too many expectations. Maybe the expectations were too much. Like we thought we were going to get rid of Kirk, right? We thought we were going to completely – rebuild the team you know there was so many different directions we were thinking and then with the number one draft pick you know that high you know maybe we'd get somebody good and then we went ahead and dropped back right and my brother lost it and he said i i, I can't i can't say the explicit explicatives here <laughs> but, but it was probably something similar on the lines of octavio octavio has mentioned but um i loved it uh mm-hmm. to be honest with you i did I, i'm not big on the trade obviously but um when I, the first thing I did was go to YouTube and watch his highlights. Mm-hmm. And that guy just appeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just like laying in the wood on everybody. It's just yeah. incredible. I, I, I really hope that's the way it translates to the NFL. Yeah. He, uh, I didn't love the move back necessarily. And, and to your brother's point, like that NFL draft takes forever, right? So like you're, yeah. when you're picking 12th, yeah. like you got to wait at least two hours probably to get to like that 12th, 13th pick. Now you're telling me I got to watch two more hours of this before I even know who the Vikings are going to pick. And judging by their trading back, are they going to do it again for God's sakes and not walk away with anyone in the first round? It's kind of frustrating. Six pack. Two hours is another yeah, six pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were live at Surly Brewing Company, and it was uh, unfortunate. Yeah. We were just talking about the weather before we turned the mics on here. It was even for Minnesota for like late April, early May. It was unseasonably cold, like yeah. colder than it should be yeah. even for late April, early May, and we were freezing our butts off. So, so from a personal standpoint, from a professional standpoint, I was kind of pissed off the tricks. I was like, I am freezing my arse off out here. Can we just make this pick and we talk about it a little bit more? No, they made us sit out there for five hours. So thank you, Kwesi Dopa Mensa, for our first ever like live draft experience. It was a blast. Don't get me wrong. But of course, it was just uh, bad weather gods there. Would you guys have stayed out? There? Let's say we picked when we were supposed to. Would you guys have still stayed out there for the rest of the, that first round? I think we probably would have gone as, as long as we could, yeah. 
we, we, we probably would have been out there regardless. Yeah, um, it looks pretty miserable, man. <laughs> yeah, it was cold, dude. Uh, there, the, we had heaters next to us that weren't even doing that good. The, the wind almost blew our set down. It was so windy out there. The, the weather gods were not uh, in love with, with the Vikings' uh, selections and methods, I should say, that day. It was, it was a little bit brutal. I, I was going to say, I kind of hope we hear back. We, I hope one day we hear the story of what was the trade talks on Detroit. I really hope yeah. I, I'm kind of curious how they couldn't get a first round out of that. That's a lot of, ju- that's a big jump. You know, that's 20 spots. Yeah. Like I, I at least a sec, like an early second round, not even a f- first, not even next year's first, nothing like, man, I'm like, that's kind of surprising. So yeah. I hope we hear, but hear that one day. And in your division too, right? Like that was just mm. a little bit. And then they did it again with the Packers, like two days, yeah. a day later, essentially. So um, you just hope that doesn't come back to bite you. I don't think it will. And if they're the right players, that's all that matters. Um, but it wasn't, and you're right. I, I do kind of want more information if it ever comes out a few years. What was the exact thought processes there? Uh, exactly. Fellas, expectations for the Vikings this year. Um, you know, yeah, we had a new coach. Offense should be good. Uh, but just kind of broadly, Octavia, I'll go with you here. Uh, what what are your expectations for the Purple in 2022? It's so hard not to drink the Purple Kool-Aid without trying to be like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't <laughs> this, this one I thought about the second most. Um, I'm hoping for at least 12 wins, you know, top five offense. Uh, uh, I just hope that we take strides in just showing like, hey, we're going to be better. Even if, let's say this year, they do all right, they don't, they, but they show flashes of, hey, this is what it could be. Because I, I expect some growing pains. It's in the new offense, it's a new regime. But every, but just thinking, looking at this offseason, I haven't seen the team uh, hang out as much as it did. I just watched that golf, that feeling hitman, um, Kirk yeah. and and, uh, and uh, Patrick yeah. P- Patrick Peterson. And I've never seen them like hang out as much as they have been this offseason. So I'm th- I'm kind of being hopeful that this is going to be a good season. I mean, I'm I'd like to, I think eleven and six sounds re- sounds realistic without drinking too much purple Kool-Aid, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Vinny, how about you, man? What are your expectations for the bikes this year? This is where my, my, my brother, Kevin and I differ a little bit. He wanted me to say that, uh, is that he was expecting us to win the division and, and go deep into the playoffs. Uh, I'm expecting the defense to be better, man. Um, it just, I, I don't get it. That was Zim's repertoire supposed to be, you know, supposed to be the, the big guy on the defense and, it just didn't happen, and it was just watching it degrade like it did was just really horrible experience. I don't know how that we can get any worse. What did we finish like thirtieth, I believe. Well, with that in mind, uh, I would love to. I would love to see obviously the run defense be better. I'm really excited to see what Donatel is going to bring to this hybrid. Um, I, I'm really expecting, um, you know, uh, DJ Wampum. He he uh, had, uh, and that was intentional, by the way. He had uh, what eight sacks last year, and the majority of them came when uh, when Hunter was still on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunter will be there now, um, and we're obviously talking about Darius Smith. He's another linebacker in the equation, uh, so I'm hoping uh, Wampum gets up there in sacks too. So I really really expect the defense to be much improved, and I expect them to be at least middle of the pack, if not better. You know, it's a topic on that defense that I feel like we're just not talking about just because obviously all the lures on the offensive side of the ball, you know, what kind of season will Kirk have, you know, how quickly can KOC turn around the offense, but you know, the defense stunk the last two seasons and Zimmer was a defensive coach, but also, you know, they faced injuries for sure. Daniel Hunter, you only get six games out of him over two years. Like, yeah, your defensive line and your defense in general is going to suffer a little bit, but I think just by the law of averages to your point, Vinny, like it should be a lot better. It just should be, it, it should improve. Yes. We, we talked about the cornerback room being, you know, a little sketchy, but at the same time, I feel like the defensive line and Zadaria Smith, Daniel Hunter, like if those two dudes are consistently getting after the quarterback, then the defense should be just naturally a lot better. Um, now I, I also feel like there's pressure 
pun intended, on that defensive line to get after the quarterback. Because if they don't, like teams could have all day passing on the Vikings, and that and that could be a little bit brutal. But I'm with you. Like the defense should be better, and if it's league average, like take that all day. Like I don't. It's not going to go from right thirtieth to top ten overnight, just like that, most likely. But yeah. can it be a competent defense? And, yeah. and even even if the run defense doesn't improve that much, I'm really counting on the offense to you know basically outscore the the other team, and then it's just all pass rush in the rest of the day, the game. At least hopefully by the second half, we've got such a lead that the other team is desperate to catch up, and it's all passing, and then we're just rushing rushing the crap out of them. And, and in today's NFL, like that's that's the formula. Like it's no longer yeah. just playing the shutdown defense. Like it, has it worked before the Seahawks and like the Ravens defense back in you know twenty years ago? Yes, it's worked before, but just the way the NFL has translated here, it, it's an offensive league, and you need your you need your offense. I know this is going to be a crazy, uh, crazy idea. They got to outscore the other team. You're the, the defense is yeah. going to put the clamps down. Um, so th- yeah. that's what the Vikings got to do. And hopefully that I think that defense will improve drastically too. Uh, fellas, before we wrap, um, anyone you want to shout out or any last take you want to give, Tavio, I'll go with you here. Uh, no F-bombs for Ken, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> any, anyone you want to shout out or any last take you want to give before we wrap up? I just hope for a good season. And that's really my take. I just, you know, I'm, we're, we're all on the same boat. You know, it's, I'm just hoping for a good season. I'm KOC seems like a great coach. Like man, that interview you guys had with him, that was awesome. That was really cool. I'm, I hope you guys can pull that off more in the future. That was really cool that he came on. He seems like you said such a personable guy. It seems like like he has such an open door policy. I'm all for that, 100. I, I I'm really drinking that that KOC Kool Aid. That's for sure. Yeah, he was awesome, dude. He was he was everything mm-hmm. I, I we thought he was going to be, and he just seems like a legit guy. You know, Mike Zimmer was a surly classic you know, smashing the mouth football coach, but Kevin O'Connell seems like a guy like you can have beers with, like you, he seems like a guy you'd find yeah. at the bar, right. And you could have a drink with them and, and he would be able to talk shop or talk whatever with, and he was awesome. If, if you have not watched that uh, video, if anyone's consuming this podcast or this video, go check it out. It, it was about 25 minutes of football gold with uh, Ke- Kevin O'Connell. Vinny, how about you, man? Any last take or anyone you want to shout out here? I want to shout out to, to actually you and, uh, and Phil and, and Judd, man, you guys do an awesome job. Thank you so much for bringing us a different flavor, non-Kool-Aid. I love it. I can't get <laughs> enough of it. Um, but I also want to definitely thank my wife for putting up with the roller coaster weekends that I go through. Um, and, and my brother, who's always hanging with me, and we're both, we're both on that same roller coaster, man. And it's just, it's, it's always a blast. It's depressing. It's awesome. It's, oh, my God, what's next? Right. Yeah, it's uh, I love the family affair with it too. That's what we were just talking about at the beginning of the show. Like it's a family affair, whether it's your dad or your brother, and then you then you got your wife involved, right? You got your significant others involved who are now like trapped into your emotions of Sundays and trying to deal with the Vikings. Um, and if we just see a Super Bowl, that's all we're asking for. You know, we're we're just we want to see Super Bowl before we die. That's the mission statement of the show. Just, just one. one. That's all I just care about. I, I, if I, I could just, if I, we can get one, bro. I can, I, we can, I could die tomorrow and we get one. I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy. I don't want them to be my ball bears anymore, man. They let us down every time. I know, man. Hopefully it's coming soon. I, that's all we could ask for here. And especially Minnesota sports, man. If you, if you got, I'm obviously enthralled with all four teams and it's been, it's been a rough go. I'm 30 years old. Never seen in one men's championship. So that's all I can ask for, dude. I just want to see it. <laughs> just one, just one, please. So I can, yeah, you, I want. you guys have it worse. I'm a Celtics fan, so <laughs> at you were on the doorstep, though. You were there. Yeah, they were, were there. They, they were there. They, but the, it is what it is. So they're a young team. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Octavio, Vinny, appreciate you guys uh, coming on Vikings Bentline, fellas. Um, come on during the season by all means. We'll be ready to rock. Obviously, in Week One, uh, Vikings Packers will be. That's a three thirty kickoff. So uh, it'll be a an evening Bentline here in the Central Time hours. But we're excited for that. 
Uh, if anyone's listening or watching, again, if you want to come on a future edition of Vikings Bentline, hit me up. It's vikingsbentline at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Uh, we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. Purple Daily. We'll be back tomorrow.